0: is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding the street is full of corruption it is baked in to every aspect of our society hundreds lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today this is written over 100 years ago hey my friends is this is steve the rogue scholar um Today is a personal story, but it's also a story that I think many of you all have experienced. Um, maybe not to the extent of what I'm about to say, or maybe, maybe yours is worse, quite frankly. Maybe your story is worse. Let me know in the comments. You know, by all means, please, let's, let's talk about this, because I think that this is ignored far too often. So as I've talked in most of my streams, whenever I get into the weeds about how a lack of health care, a lack of dental care have directly impacted me, how I talked about the capital order and how their intent is to make life difficult for us so that we're forced into circumstances and scenarios that they deem worthy, this idea of depriving us of health care, when I say depriving. Sure. It's there. And they use words like access and things like that. Affordable. What does affordable mean? And to whom? And the dental part of this is always kind of treated as separate. You know, you have dental insurance versus health or well-being insurance. And for a long time now, I've had, um, I have a tooth that is literally broken off at the gum line right here. It was root canaled a long time ago. Um, But as it continues to degenerate and and break away, my, my gum recedes further and further down and the bone density and my teeth shift and all kinds of crazy stuff's happening on the left bottom. On the top, I've got two, what I used to call my West Virginia teeth. They're two missing teeth, two molars in the back. And then now this back tooth all the way in the back on the bottom and the one next to it. So I've got two teeth, literally one of them desperately needs a root canal and the other one is got to be extracted. It is horrible. It's like cracked. It's um, huge amounts of pressure built up inside of it to the point where I couldn't sleep, couldn't take it anymore. Like I said, my activism, the things I talk about on these shows, a lot of times I try to bring the heat based on my own personal experience. Um, For a variety of reasons. Number one, a guy like me who has two master's degrees and has done all these things, went into a PhD program, right? It was was three semesters, three seminars in uh, to a doctorate program. I got a decent job. Not the greatest benefits, to be fair. Um, Terrible benefits. In fact, I get no paid leave, no paid sick leave. I get nothing like that. But that's not my employer's fault. That's the contracting agency I work through. And the way that they do things that neither here nor there, my tooth was so bad, it got to the point where it was so bad. And, um, I've had a sinus infection that really exacerbated the, the pounding right here. So I looked around and I knew I could not afford to go to a regular dentist. I knew I couldn't afford to go to a regular dentist and I knew a regular dentist doesn't typically handle um, emergencies and more to the point. I don't have a standing dentist, the dentist that I love and go to that knows me that understands my biology and all the sensitivities and things like that. He doesn't accept insurance. Um, you, You can run it through the insurance, but he expects you to pay first and then get reimbursed by your insurance company. He doesn't take the hit. So best dentist I've ever experienced with the worst business model, okay? And uh, he understands me. He knows literally that you can't use Novocaine to numb me. It doesn't work. No matter how much you try to make it work, you can't make fetch happen. Numbing me does not work. And so I, I, I look around, I find the clinic. I'm not going to tell you the name for liability reasons, um, but the clinic that I went to, um, it's a walk-in clinic. And they took my insurance. And my insurance doesn't pay for much. Let me just be fair. It doesn't pay for a whole lot of anything. But what was I going to do? I used to joke that I was just going to take a pair of pliers and pull it out myself. I thought that would feel great. I found out that doesn't feel so good. And I'll explain why in a minute. So as I just sat there in the waiting room for a couple hours trying to get through all the walk-ins. Um, you know, obviously I'm terrified because I know my mouth is foobar. I know that. I, I, in fairness, does not like hyperbole. I need every tooth in my mouth removed and I need implants. I desperately need it. it there's just no getting around it. My teeth are beyond unsalvageable. And uh, so, as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm PTSDing because I remember every dentist that I ever go to, the very first trip in the dentist office, no matter how many times I explain that you can't numb me, they are absolutely convinced they know how to numb you. So they go ahead and they put that stuff all over it and then they start shooting shots up into your roof of your mouth, side of your mouth, gum line, tooth, inside, everywhere, right? And you're like a pin cushion. You're a pin cushion.
1: So I'm sitting there and she's like, is it numb yet? And I'm like,
0: no, not numb yet. Not numb yet. And she goes, huh, let's try this again. So does all the stuff, rubbing it through and she goes, is it numb yet? And I'm like, no, no, it's, it's not numb yet. And she goes, listen, if we can't numb you, we're going to have to send you to an oral surgeon, okay? And I said, okay, no problem. I figured if it doesn't numb, they're not going to do anything, right? So as we're working through, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I feel a little numbness now. It's going from here to here. So yeah, I'm feeling a little bit of numbness. And she goes, okay, so I'm going to try and work on your tooth now for a minute and we'll see if we can get it out and she was to her credit she was very kind she understood I was scared shitless Um, and I say this because I I tell on myself constantly if y'all haven't figured that out about me yet my Alcoholics Anonymous background tells me that always got to tell on yourself to stay grounded to stay in that spot that sweet spot you need to be so I tell on myself frequently and I'm terrified. I'm literally trembling like a beaten dog in that chair. I'm like gripping the handrails like this. And I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh, let's do this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So she grabs that thing and starts doing this to my tooth. You could hear the crack. I'm like, I feel everything. It's not pressure. I feel everything, everything. And she goes, huh, wow, I've given you so much numbing. Let's try it one more time. So she squirts a couple more shots in there. And I'm like, are you sure? And she goes, Well, and the only way we can find out is by trying. And I said, Well, it's horrible. So I mean, I'm like in a lose-lose position. So she quick, one quick ranch, the tooth is out, right? Megadeth. Anyway, um, so I'm like, oh my God, I can't handle it. I can't do this. And I'm like arched back, arched off. I'm like, literally the most horrible thing you've ever felt. And so she goes, okay. She goes, Mr. Grumbine, we're not going to be able to do this. We're going to have to refer you for oral surgery. I said, yeah, but you've already cracked my tooth. I felt that you heard it. And she goes, but you can't handle the pain. So we can't do this. I said, you can't send me to like the ER and cut it out or whatever the hell you all do. Shoot it up and put me out. You can't, no, no, we can't do that. And she said, but you can contact this oral surgeon. So they give me this referral. Happy or Smile Builders or something like that. So I pick up the phone and call this place. And they're like, I'm sorry, sir. We don't do emergency surgeries. The first available, um, uh, whatever they call it, when you sit down with them and talk, talk about it, first available is not until the middle of February.
1: I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck?
0: And I'm like, this is the one you all referred to me after you just cracked my tooth. You you want me to go to an oral surgeon in February? It's the beginning of December. What are you talking about? So I call my wife and I'm like, babe, I'm like freaking out. And I'm like losing my mind, right? Because like everybody's got different skills, right? I've got a lot of skills. I really do. But there's one skill I fucking lack and that is courage when it comes to dental work and I desperately need someone to help me through the thought process because I'm not myself. I'm crazy. There's no mom to help. There's Melanie and she's like, call this number. So I call this other place and they're like, we can't even get you in to be talked to for the consult until the first week of January. I'm like, well, that's better than February. But my God, what do I do for a month? So anyway, long story short, no pain medicine. They said, take ibuprofen. I'm like, you just sat there and did a jackhammer on my tooth, cracked it, and you're going to tell me to take some ibuprofen every four hours? How about an antibiotic?
1: How about anything? She's like, I'm sorry, sir. You'll have to talk to someone else to get those things. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: That's this is dental care in America. Now, mind you, this is a walk-in clinic. You don't get to pick your dentist. You have no idea who you're getting. It's a la carte. This is what the regular people that don't have insurance that are broke as fuck get to do when they go to get their teeth done. Okay,
1: So I'm sitting there
0: in excruciating pain. My face is numb from my ear all the way down to the middle of my face and around. But I'm not numb enough for surgery. And I'm calling every Instead of them calling and helping me set an appointment, they're like, here's a piece of paper. Instead of them giving me some painkiller, they're like, take some ibuprofen. Instead of them giving me some antibiotics, they didn't even send me to anybody. Mind you, let me explain why this is a problem. I'm not going to mention my healthcare. I want to, but I'm not. But this clinic was directly tied to my general practitioner so they could see the x-rays, they could see all that stuff. And it was tied, everything, inside of my little app. All these doctors were all part of this thing.
1: And I'm just sitting there freaking out.
0: And so it dawned on me, as I walked out the door of this place, and they said, you know, your insurance company will bill you for your visit. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world would they bill me for? I mean, obviously, it was a visit. I came and sat down. It's not their fault that I can't be numbed. But at the same time, though, what the fuck? I mean, you would think that a company or an organization that does dental work would have a speed dial list of people they can refer you to if for some reason you come in there and they're yanking on your tooth and they can't get out, but they crack it, like literally crack, crack it. You would think they would have someone speed dial to clean up the spill in aisle four. You'd think they'd have someone speed dial. If they're in the business of cracking teeth, potentially that if it goes wrong, that somebody is going to be able to not have to, while they're in excruciating pain,
1: try to figure out, oh, here, let me, let me do some homework. Let me look up some places to help me.
0: But alas, no, nothing. So I'm saying this because the reason why my teeth are fucked up to begin with is because I've been a contractor most of my life. At least since 2009, not most of my life, but since 2009, I have been a contractor of some variety. Contracts go from three months to six months to a year. Sometimes they're open-ended long-term. All of them screw you in some way because the goal of hiring contractors from companies, no matter how good they treat you, is ultimately to have someone that they can lay off before they have to lay off their core team of direct hires. So naturally you get to choose between a higher wage, no benefits, no days off. So you're contractor to contractor on a, uh, uh, just plain old, you know, you have to pay your own taxes or B you're on a W two, they give you an hourly rate and then give you like a entry level person's kind of vacation package, maybe, or in my case you get the basic. Benefits, but you don't get any time off, any no paid time off. So ultimately, you get shit service, you get shit uh, protection, you get shit, period. It's impossible to structure your life around that. And so, needless to say, when I would go unemployed, I would have to let things go. And when you're unemployed, what happens? The bills pile up. When the bills pile up, you finally become employed. They start garnishing wages. They start taking money. They start fines, fees, and penalties and you into the fucking abyss. And the last thing you do is take care of your health. It just is. I wish I could say that was a different story, but it's extremely hard to come up with the huge amounts of money that it takes. Now, I remember when I was a child, and my mom and my, my dad worked for the phone company. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and this was the 70s. And he was on a single income, owned his own home, had acreage in the Washmet region. We could go to the doctor whenever we wanted. Very, very low uh, copay, like no deductible. And even when I got my health care plans from Verizon, Bell Atlantic at the time. I always had the Cadillac plan. I mean, that's what everyone should have, right? It shouldn't be something that people in good jobs get, or it shouldn't be something that people that have money get. It should just be the way it is, right? It just should be the way it is. But alas, since the 90s and even the early 2000s, pensions have gone away. The amount of insurance and stuff like that has gone down. Everything is shit. And you know, when a guy like me speaks and says this is fucked up and I'm pointing at something, invariably there's some worthless piece of shit busy telling me to vote blue or that the Democrats will take care of it or some other thing to make me feel. And I'm like, these sons of bitches have had a super several times. I've not heard a single one of them talking about universal dental care. I've not heard that. I don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some plan out there that Bernie put forward that has dental mixed in with it. I'm sure somebody has it. But you don't hear this stuff. And I can tell you right now, you break your arm, you go to the ER. Even Ronald Reagan made sure people got treated at the fucking ER, okay? Whether you had insurance or not, they're not going to turn you away. But all the things that lead up to that, all the preventative care, all oh, it's it's on you. And and it didn't have to be that way, and it doesn't need to be that way going forward. It wasn't always that way, but alas, neoliberalism and its infinite wisdom has decided to make each of us the worst possible shape. Now, I saw somebody out there today. You know, I got one side screaming, it's capitalism, it's capitalism. I got another side saying capitalism doesn't exist. I'm tired of this debate, but the reality is, in the end, a lot of people are just very comfortable. They make good money. They live decent lives. They have a answer for every problem. Oh, just do this and it'll be better. And I'm not that guy. You didn't come to listen to a guy that just says, Oh, well, you know, Democrats will do for you vote them. You, you don't come to me to hear me talk about how, Oh, well, you know, just put a little bit of, you know, honey on it and it will go away. You know, put some Windex on it. It'll go away. You don't come to me for that either. I'm not that asshole. I'm trying to tell you that you've got a big problem. We've got a big problem. And there's nobody championing it, including ourselves. There's no one actively out there fighting for universal dental care. And I can tell you right now, your mouth, your pain from dental problems is probably greater than anything else. And it grinds on you. It literally destroys you. I mean, we're talking about it can literally send you into cardiac arrest. It can create all kinds of other
1: illnesses. And yet they treat it separately. They treat it separately. It's mind-blowing.
0: And so, you know, for me... I'm in like so much pain right now, and I'm still talking. And the reason why is interestingly enough, and I can't prove this, I'm not a doctor. But when she cracked my tooth, it's possible she released some of the pressure. But now everything hurts. So maybe it's because everything hurts that I don't focus in on the one little thing. I don't know. But everybody's got, oh, just go here. You must get it taken care of. Any clinical do. Go to the clinic. go, Go to the dental school. Go here. Go there. Everybody's got an idea. And then you go sit down in the chair. And you realize my experience. My experience happened yesterday. So it's not some fairy tale. It's not some far off thing. It's not. It's not some neat idea that I learned from. Years of whatever. No good experience. No you know it, it it's lived. It's it's what I just experienced. And I know everybody means well. Yeah, you know, I know people mean well. They do. They want to tell you their their secret ingredient to making things go away. I mean, I went out and got oil of oregano to help clear up the infection. Who knows if that'll help? Um my general practitioner did prescribe me amoxicillin. So after I get done with this live stream, I will be picking up some antibiotics. Um, but I had somebody, I did a video on my wall yesterday and uh, basically explained, this might've been two minutes long. And some guy came in there and said, quit your bitch and you cry baby, fucking suck
1: it up. That you, don't even have to,
0: you don't even have to look up there. You don't have to punch at the man. They even got to punch at the system. you got got LOLbertarians that love seeing people in pain here right now. These edgelords, these scumbags, these fucksticks that get off on seeing you in pain. These masochists. You know, I'm very much against violence. But there's a saying by Jane's Addiction. He goes, Some people should die. It's just unconscious knowledge.
1: I couldn't agree more, brother. If I could have found that dude telling me, suck it up, buttercup, stuff like that.
0: You know, and all I could think of was Slayer. Like, as I was laying in that chair, I don't know if y'all are Slayer fans, but I am clearly a Slayer fan. And it's like, surgery with no anesthesia feel the knife against you intensely inferior no use to mankind sniff out screaming about to die right i think about these songs and i think to myself joseph mengele the angel of death from auschwitz operating on people surgery with no anesthesia Sewn together, joining hands, just a matter of time till you rip yourselves apart. Means lay out in their quiet tombs, seeking ways to achieve the Holocaust, right? Evil, sick, fucking crazy, rotten angel of death, flying free, right? Evil, evil, evil. And we're living in an open air fucking experiment. How can we? Give people the base minimum care without any responsibility. Charge through the nose. Charge through the nose and
1: still not solve the problem and go, oh, well. Oh, well. You know?
0: I mean, there's this one, like, it's like pumping fluid inside your brain. Pressure in your skull begins pushing through your eyes. You know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. This Slayer stuff used to be cool when you're listening to it. Until you realized you're in your wide awake nightmare. Whips of pain reach out for you. The center's death staring and your blood's running cold. You know what I'm saying? This is real, man. This is real. This is real. And I, the more I think about rotten angel of death flying free, that's, That's right up in my brain, man. It's right up in my brain. I mean, I I remember it being in a mosh pit, slamming and diving off the stage and freaking holding my territory. Now all I'm thinking is Okay, well, that was weird. Anyway, they're writing your epitaph. They're literally writing the story of your life as you sit there and get rocked by a system intended to keep you enslaved.
1: Had a network connection issue. In any event, I am
0: sure, I'm positive, that all the people that left all these great ideas and, you know, everybody's got an idea, but that's not the solution folks. As much as I want you to be right, as much as I want to be able to read the comments in my Facebook activism as advice to me to hear, let's go ahead and give you some, you know, essential oils or something like that. Right. We need real honest to God healthcare in this country and we need it now. And, We've got no we've got no champions. Folks, here's the proof of the pudding, right? Warnock beat Herschel Walker in, you know, whatever. A joke. Right. Uh, hey, Raphael Warnock, where's our uh, other checks, folks? We 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 still missing that money that was promised when we went out to vote for you, right? Right, 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 right. Anyway. They got they still have the Senate. They got the presidency. Uh, the You know, Democrats uh, lost the House. But in reality, Joe Biden was elected because he can work across the aisle. Remember, he, he's Reagan. He's a Reagan Republican. And every Reagan Republican Democrat voted for him. All the Reagan Democrats voted for him. I am sure there's people on this live stream right now that are Reagan Democrats that voted for Joe Biden. I don't know what the deal is with being a Reagan Democrat, but they're still existing. I remember when I was in 1980s and my mom and dad, my mom was a Democrat, my dad was a Republican, but they both revered Reagan. I see a lot of folks out there voting for Joe Biden because I guess they still didn't get enough of Ronald Reagan. They thought Ronald Reagan was the bee's knees, man. Well, he had an opportunity. He had a freaking supermajority. He could have stacked the courts, didn't do it. He could have passed a better health care bill that would have worked, but he didn't do it. Why? Because he was there to protect Obama's legacy. At least that's what it says on paper. That's the low hanging fruit. That's the easy part. The reality is the capital order didn't want him to do it. Why didn't the capital order want him to do it? Because if you have good health care and you don't have to take a bad job just to fucking fill the void of needing an income, then you'll do whatever you have to do to do that. And so what do they do when they see you have a little bit of room in your life to make a decision for yourself, they make the thing harder. They make life a little bit shittier so that you're forced to do whatever it is that they would like you to do. This is a hundred percent a means of control. hundred percent. And part of me, I, I was thinking about this before I did this live stream. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I absolutely hate doing live streams. You may not believe me, but I hate doing them. I hate doing them. Because it's wash, rinse, repeat. See, everybody else will cover the Raphael Warnock win as if it's some real thing, like it's real news, like it's breaking news. Oh my God, Warnock won. And they'll cover that shit like it's real. I mean, even YouTubers and podcasters that I am friends with cover this shit like it's real. Like, oh my God. Nina, Nina got didn't win because the squad they treat it like it's real, like it's a real thing. And I don't see it that way anymore. I don't see it that way anymore. Thank you so much, Humorous, for the super chat. Real quick, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We only had two jobs to do on this planet, take care of each other and take care of the planet that takes care of us. I don't understand why people find it so difficult to do. Rather, it's because they're brainwashed, sadly. That's the deal. I mean, it sucks, but it's true. And uh, anyway, I, I just want to be crystal
1: clear here, though we are trapped by
0: people. There's like this level here. It's a buffer. Everybody below suffering. And then there's this soundproof buffer that prevents the screams from below from reaching up high. And those people, they're going out and buying electric Mustangs. They're going out and buying all kinds of highfalutin Teslas. And they're buying all kinds of cool shit and they're going on great grade a five-star vacations. And they're eager for you to know they're doing it too. They want you to know that they're living a pretty good life. They want to show you the pictures of the family, the smile, all the rest of it. And that soundproof barrier of the people that have kind of risen one inch above the pig slop that don't want to look down because if they look down, they might join the people at the bottom. That prevents us from uniting in class struggle, in class fight, class war, to fight back and to take the power. And because we keep getting reduced to this Democrat-Republican narrative, because we're afraid to actually do something, we're terrified of doing something. We are so lazy, we want to vote our way there, thinking that if we just vote for another neoliberal, it'll prevent the next Trump. Oh my God, and Trump is the worst thing ever, so if we don't block Trump, then we can't do it. But the reality is, every time you elect one of these feckless sons of bitches, if you believe you elect them, which I don't, but if you do believe you elect them, okay, they pad that center area that protects the upper from hearing the lower screams. They, they, they serve as a blocker. They serve as that blue line that keeps the quiet. They don't want to hear your screams. They want you to shut the fuck up. They don't want to hear that your tooth hurts. They want to taunt and tease you because you should have made better decisions with your dental care. They want to fuck with you because you didn't make the right choice because you waited too long. Or, oh, you should have. You should have done X. You should have done Y. Always, you should have done something different. Okay. You can't even punch at the evil that's at the top because you got to fight through the fucking zombies in the middle that prevent your screams from making it where they need to go. And because the people down here are too caught up in pain and struggle, they can't unite either because they're freaking ornery because they got teeth that are hurting, Okay. And so the well-to-do crowd ignores the pain down below and they just coast through life. Now, that's not universal. There are some people that do well, and I'm not going to mention names, but they know who they are if they're watching this. There are other people, and it's the vast majority of people that don't. And as a direct result of that, you have no health care, you have no dental care, you have no Green New Deal, you have nothing important happening in society. Whatsoever to benefit the 99%. You've still got idiots running around praising Zelensky as the man of the year. You've still got people running around, literally running around praising Joe Biden, still hearkening back to, I miss you, Obama. I'm not joking. Still people saying, if you had elected Hillary, we wouldn't have these problems. No joke. Folks, to tear this down, to get to where this tooth, is taken care of properly instead of having to deal with here, here's some essential oil, Steve. Trust me. If you wear aluminum foil on your head, pat your tummy three times and spin twice and then do a woo, woo or something like that and step on your right foot. Don't forget it. SpongeBob. If you do that, then you'll be okay. I'm tired of that. I don't want to hear that anymore. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't want to hear it anymore. I want something to actually be done. I want something to be done. And I don't want to be told that I'm wrong or that I'm a baby or shut up and fucking eat your peas. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. I'm tired of fucking hurting, okay? now I'm going to take it a step further. We've got a whole crew of people that come out of the military, used to having socialized medicine in the military. Every problem they have is taken care of. But then once they're released and they're put to the VA, VA doesn't do good work for them anymore. They're, they're oftentimes forgotten about. And so we've got a whole group of people that came from a world of socialism that fight tooth and nail against socialism fight tooth and nail against us having these kinds of things because they feel like they deserve it because they scrub latrines out there at camp Lejeune. Okay. They think somehow or another that that makes them more deserving of healthcare, more deserving of dental care. And so little by little, they build these groups up different groups of us, people in the 99% build us up to prevent each other from getting good things. Every bit of this is intentional. And you're exactly right, Double K. The VA is absolutely underfunded, as is everything else. Everything else is underfunded. The things that we need are underfunded. And it's not because we need to raise tax dollars for fuck's sake. It's because they want to keep you trapped in this void. So why did I say I hate live streaming? Because I see people lapping up, constantly lapping up the current events bullshit. They get excited. I don't know. I don't know why. They get titillated from these stupid current events shows. And they're not current events at all. They're, it's fucking political theater. It's fake. Because the reality is, is that in the end, the only answer to all this is always. Always capital order literally is blocking us because to give us the freedom of having health care, to give us the freedom of having a job guarantee would directly, directly counter the purpose of what they're in for. And they're in for power. And the way they have power is by making you suffer so that you'll be pliable to do what they need you to do. Every current event show that you listen to, all this other stuff is just fucking noise. It's just fucking noise.
1: I just. See,
0: every time I hear people like taking MSNBC seriously, every time I see people taking Rachel Maddow seriously or The View seriously, every time I see people taking The Morning Joe seriously, every time I see people taking elections seriously. I think to myself, you're a clown. You're a fucking clown. You're a dupe. Because None of it's real. It's all meant to keep you from being angry enough to fight back and make it go away. To make it change, to make it stop.
1: There you go. I mean <laughs> that's
0: absolutely exactly. So I I, I I think I think that if you understand why I dislike live streaming
1: so much. How many different
0: ways can I tell you? How many different ways can I tell you that you're not voting your way out of this without some fucking chucklehead that's still got child eyes?
1: Oh, but absolutely, you know how many
0: people don't vote? There's a reason they don't vote. Oh, but if we just have a third party, there's a reason the duopoly keeps icing the Green Party out of elections, has control over who gets on the debate stage, et cetera. Oh, but if we just, there's a reason the two parties block those moments because they're there to prevent anything from disturbing the capital order, which the duopoly is there to protect. There you go, right there. We're all slaves. You just don't know it because you can't see the bars and the chains that bind you. Funny how this man actually holds the keys to set you free. But again, we don't realize that humorous. I love you to death. I, I humbly appreciate your support brother. And there Brian D perfect. This is, this is kind of one of those things, man. If you're not angry, if you're not pissed off, if you're not ready to take action, You're not ready to unite, and I'm not talking about unite for Raphael Warnock. I'm not talking about door-knocking for your latest neoliberal. I'm talking about there's a reason why politics doesn't satisfy. It doesn't get you what you need. There is a reason for that. And there's always some stealth move, some chess game. Somebody thinks that if we just get the dog catcher. If we can only get somebody elected, a progressive elected to the dog catcher, we'll win. It'll be like dominoes. We'll take over, man. It's just like this nonstop childlike, "Hey, put cookies out for Santa." You know, that's what I feel like whenever I see somebody overemphasize the electoral process.
1: It's not
0: that I'm saying don't vote. I hate. Folks, I hate the fact that I've got to be so explicit. I'm not saying don't vote. I'm saying the problem isn't going to be solved by voting. The only thing they fear is disruption. Had Biden not fucked the rail workers, you'd have had a real situation. Problem is, is that that needs to be expanded to dental. (laughs) And it needs to be expanded to a lot of other things. And this particular stream right here is me wondering what the fuck I'm doing while my jaw is pulsating. I feel my heartbeat in my jaw. I feel like I always come and talk to y'all when I'm in pain, and when I've hurt, when something's bad's happened, when my dad died, when Bernie lost, whatever. I've always been right there on the camera in those moments because I'm not a current events guy. When you come here to listen to me, this is not good or bad. This is just what I am. I consider myself to be kind of holding church, kind of like a a recovery group for people that are trying to break free of the mold, trying to break free of the programming, trying to see the world through a different lens. It's sort of an evangelist of sorts, okay? And I, I don't come in, I'm, every once in a while, you'll see me cover a current event. That's why it's so challenging when I go to other shows and I do radio programs and stuff like that. they're desperate for me to talk on current events. They don't know. The fact is, is that every one of these things, if you're a systems minded guy, and if you listen to our recent interview that I had with Ty Keynes, you know, I'm a systems minded guy. If you understand systems, you understand that all these different current events always point back to the capital order. They always point back to this austerity trinity for control. They always point back to these things. Always, not sometimes, always. And until we normalize the idea that austerity is murder, austerity is lack of dental care, austerity is a lack of health care, austerity is student debt, austerity is fucking the mortgage crisis. Okay, there's so many things about austerity. Austerity is the interest rates rising and inflation Austerity is baked into we got to pay our fair share to fund these programs when you know that's a lie. So we've got to normalize these things amongst each other. We've got to break away from the, the current event. And we got to get onto this principled plateau, this principled position where we can see through the lens of our understandings, our analysis. So we're not caught up in the rat race of whatever the Washington Post publishes the New York Times publishes, or even your alt media publishes. You know, one of my biggest beefs with our movement and I say our movement, cause I'm a lefty. I'm a, I'm much more left than most people typically will find themselves. But in my, in my world, there is nothing that makes me more crazy than people trying to fundamentally point to Ukraine as the Nazi problem. Okay. The U.S. is opportunistic. If they thought it would benefit them to partner up with a full-fledged anarcho-communist or capitalist or whatever, they would do it. Nazism be damned. Okay? So they're not arming Nazis in their mind. They don't give a fuck. They're fighting Russia. They're, They're in a proxy war. They don't care. The enemy of their enemy kind of thing. Right? They don't give a shit. It's not about arming Nazis. But this is the current event kind of narrative that has stolen the show, unfortunately. The reality is it's part of the capital order once again. It's part of capital retrenching itself, recognizing that it made a mistake by not tending to the infrastructure needs for its own power play and is now isolating half of the world so that it can find a way to reconstitute itself, saving the capital order. Okay, If you think about that, if you understand that, all these current events things are going to become a snooze fest to you. You're going to be bored hearing the latest and greatest tale about Joe Biden. Guess what? In other news, another rich guy's corrupt. And we have no anti-corruption laws on the books. So guess what? Another corrupt dude, man.
1: He's corrupt? Hunter Biden's corrupt? Yes, privilege. You can almost see
0: this. See people just light up when they get their James Bond novel. But the real James Bond novel that I'm talking about, the real understanding of the way the capital order keeps us in this enslaved state, open air. No, it's just like humorous said, no bars. You feel free, but you're not free, and you know you're
1: not free. That's the real story.
0: And so every single time you get wrapped up in current events, kind of taking the focus off the real fight. So as an evangelist, I hate live streaming because I know everybody wants current events. Everybody's looking to find out about Warnock's great victory over Herschel Walker. What the fuck? Why? Can't help it. That seems to be what they're all about, man.
1: Seems to be what they're all about.
0: I don't know, but you try to organize a group of people that doesn't want to be organized. You try and teach people skills to organize and they don't want to learn them. You try to go through this stuff. They want to be fed. People genuinely believe in the end they can hide behind the idea of I'm going to go vote.
1: Can you imagine
0: if groups that understood this stuff, instead of door knocking and phone banking for random candidate, instead door knocked and phone banked to teach their local community, uh, not only about the capital order, but about how taxes don't fund federal spending and how they're lying to us that we could have these things and explain those things. Can you imagine if instead of door knocking for random candidates and fundraising for random candidates that you are instead door knocking and informing people in your local community, working with organizations such as RP even to get that message out. Imagine If instead of suckling back into the whole electoralism, you instead realize that these idiots that watch Rachel Maddow are going to continue to vote the way they vote, and they're going to do the things that they do until you educate them and change their mind otherwise. They're not changing, folks. And the normies, as I talked about the other day, far outnumber the people that are principled and looking at things. There's many people that I know and love that are sadly still very much normies. And they are sadly willing to hang on the, the Morning Joe episode or the you know, the View or whatever else. And until we can somehow or another overcome that, we're going to be stuck. And I'm telling you right now, talking for 47, 48 minutes right now, my jaw is like on fire. It's like literally, like I just want to push my pressure point right by my ear to stop the pain. It's not stopping the pain, but it feels good in some weird way, right? So I started this conversation off about my dental fiasco. And when you understand that politics is just a veneer to keep them creating what matters to you, you notice that they don't bubble up the topics that matter to us, they create the topics whoever these people are and then you repeat them and if you after a while you believe that you were part of the creation of these topics but in reality it's the establishment diverting you from fighting back and i don't know how to say that better than that so if there's another way of saying it by all means leave it for me in the chat um i want to show you something here real quick some of you all probably won't recognize this because i do it so infrequently But don't forget, please like and subscribe to the channel. I always forget to do this shit. It's like, God damn it, man. If you like what I do, you like what we do, yeah, fuck it. Become a donor. You know, subscribe to the channel, do whatever. If you don't, hey, you know what? I mean, to each their own. I'm fundamentally hoping that in some way, shape or form, I can become a rogue strain of truth as the rogue scholar. And I can help dispatch people out to become a rogue strain of truth of their own variety Inside of their own, you know, inf- affinity groups—groups groups where you go and talk and stuff, where you have influence—you can take these ideas and you can hopefully mobilize on them. But the truth of the matter is, is that right now, um, I saw something from Double K. I want to r- see—is it—is it wrong trolling M- MSNBC? No. Let me let me just say this: MSNBC has got normies. So if you're trying to influence normies and you're trying to change normies, which is what the name of the game has got to be. Yeah. You got to go where the normies are. Right. But what I'm trying to explain more importantly is that the people that act like these narratives that come out of MSNBC and morning Joe and all that stuff, that these, these, okay. Are the things that they're using to distract. And I was talking to one of the people that volunteers with us about their mother and their mother is like, What do you mean, like, totally anti-Russia, totally anti-China, totally thinking these guys are communists and on and on and on? And in the end, it's like, if if that's the view you have and you are standing in the way of people getting health care, we got to change that view. But see, again, I don't believe you can vote your way out of this. I believe the only way to really change this at this point, we've gone so far down the runway is to literally block traffic, nonviolent sit-ins, sit there, put those tubes around your arms, lock arms and sit in the roadway, make them pick you up, become human chains, block traffic in the most inconvenient place possible. Go occupy the Senate, go occupy the, the, the Congress, Go occupy your local town halls. Go do these things, but not sit there and like, why aren't you Democrats doing this? You know why they're not. Stop acting like a tool. You know why they're not. Tell them why they're not. Don't ask them why they're not. You know why they're not. They're not because they're there to serve capital. They're not there to serve you. You are chattel to them, you are part of their property you're just a widget you're not even human to them they can say all the greatest i care for the people
1: that's the only reason why i've run but in the end the only way you're making change
0: is to literally become a pain in their ass not to sit there and defend them my god how many paternalists do you see running around
1: stop bashing the squad (sighs) brutal
0: thank you so much humors for the super chat really appreciate it as well anyway i am literally dying from pain right now folks i am up against the hour i've got a couple minutes i want to try and do some saline in my mouth here before I get back to work. Um, I just appreciate you all. I really do. And I hope you all understand that the things that I'm talking about in these live streams, they may not be mainstream. They may not ever come to be. Sadly, they could possibly never happen. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Shadow would be at least housed and fed. Exactly. Talk about making the worst, worst possible scenario. Yes, exactly. I just, I just really want
1: us to understand the theater over there
0: isn't getting you anywhere. Put your efforts where you can make a difference, where you can impact society, where you can make your voice heard. And if you don't hear anybody asking about dental,
1: you got to ask yourself why not everybody i talk to has got dental problems
0: what do you suppose is the reason you don't have dental you know dental health care why, why why do you suppose that is i've already answered it but if you haven't thought about it for real thought about it a person that's in pain a person that's struggling a person that's desperate will do just about anything most of the time they take whatever shit job they get, but other times they resort to violence. They start shooting up things, they, or they kill themselves, or any number of things. They're okay with that volatility, because that volatility keeps you scared enough to vote for them. Holy shit, oh my God, what do you want, Trump? I gotta vote, oh my God, what do you want, Trump? I gotta vote, what do you want, Trump? I gotta, what do you want, Trump? Oh gotta- you, you. what do you want, Trump? You ever heard that? Have you ever heard someone say those exact words? What do you want, Trump? I want fucking dental care is what I want, motherfucker. I want student debt eliminated, motherfucker. I want health care without co-pays and deductibles, motherfucker. You see what I mean? No, I don't want Trump. But I don't want a me that goes in there and lies to me. And then finds a parliamentarian to block important legislation. No, I don't want that either. What do you want? Fecklessness? What do you want? Someone that stabs you in the back? What do you want? Someone that puts a knife in you nine inches, pulls it out six, and calls it progress? What do you want?
1: See, that's the real game right there.
0: It's time to detach our brains from their signaling. And recognize. Until we do something differently, we're done, and it's that simple. The rest is just crying in the milk. So anyway, I'm Steve Grumman, the Rogue Scholar. Uh, For all you suffering with tooth pain, may I just say, please, by all means, let's let's stay in the fight, gang. Ain't nobody. It's us that we're looking for. It's us. We're the ones that have to do it. And thinking you're going to vote your way there, with all due respect, um, if you're a scientific person that believes in facts and outcomes and studying the results, and you think that you've got democracy, which is laughable, and you think that you are getting what you need from your vote, which is silly, um, I think Santa's going to be coming on the 25th for you. Anyway, I am out of. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org.